Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly back in the space, back in the place. Once again, Mickey Smith Jr. You know what time it is. We call it See the Sound, the podcast that delves a little bit deeper, that looks in those places that sometimes we've overlooked and undervalued. We're not talking about the sound necessarily. Somebody said, Mickey, what, how can you see a sound? I'm not talking about the sound that's audible, but I'm talking about the sound that's internal, that significance that you bring to that situation, whether it's the stage that you're in or the classroom that you're in or the boardroom or the living room or whatever living room you're in, you bring that life. And I believe that every teacher that's great has that ability to resonate with their audience, which is their students. And today, I'm excited to present to our See the Sound family uh, a tremendous educator. This gentleman, he's got the resume, y'all. I'm just saying, we're talking, we talking teacher of the year. We're talking director of the year. We're talking he's an endorsed artist by Phantom Trumpets. We're talking uh, consultant, all these different things. We're going to unpack it today. But most importantly, just an overall good dude. I love his heart. I love his spirit. And I know you will, too. Welcome to our See the Sound podcast, Mr. Tom Torrento. Welcome, Tom. Mickey Smith Jr., I'm happy to be here, man. Hey, we are happy to have you. And look, guys, you know the deal. On the other side of this sound, you will see the sound. And we are back. Once again, yours truly, Mickey Smith Jr. This is the podcast known as See the Sound. And uh, wow, the sound of this individual is one that resonated with me so much. Like, listen, I need y'all to understand. I don't just say stuff. This man's sound resonated with me so much, I literally called him back sight unseen. I was like, I just need to know this, dude, because I, I looked at I looked at your, your your projects that you're doing and I looked at a few things online. I said, I, I really in, like this guy's energy. I like his perspective. I love the, the level of intention that he's put into his craft and his instruction. And I said, I just need to know who this person is. So um, this is the selfish podcast. Like I said before, this is this is just a great opportunity to get to know one another. So. Tom, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we're glad to have you. Can you, maybe for our audience who's just maybe hearing about you or maybe meeting you for the first time, so to speak, in this virtual platform, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? For sure, man. Um, so uh, first and foremost, uh, husband and father of four, uh, ranging in age <laughs> 10 to almost three. So our house is pretty crazy and busy and eventful 100% of the time. Never Which is good. I, I'm from a big family. My wife is from a big family, so that's not uh, nothing too crazy. So I like to say, uh, uh, you know, father and and husband first and foremost, but uh, second, uh, band director. Been teaching for about ten years now. I'm currently the six through twelve band director at uh, Gross Point North High School, Parcells Middle School, and Brownell Middle School, which are all um, three of the buildings within the Gross Point public uh, public school system which is right outside of Metro Detroit. Okay. We actually bordered Detroit and um, went into education a little bit later in my, in my life. I'm, I'm going to turn full transparency. I'm going to turn 40 this year. So it's a big year. Yeah, and congratulations, um, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and uh, so I started college right out of high school and took about five years off to tour in a band that myself and my best friend founded in the band room in high school. Nice. Uh, which started off as just a, Hey, you play the trumpet. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, you want to, you want to be in my band? I was like, you have one. He goes, I'd <laughs> like to. And, and the rest is history. So we did a couple laps around the United States, toured in England. Uh, okay, we were actually okay. uh, semi-finalists on the first season of America's got talent. Get out of here, back, man. Yeah, way back in the day. Well, look, 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 you can't just brush over that. What was the name of the yeah. band, man? What was the name of the band? 
uh, PBM stood for Poor Boy Music. <laughs> we're still out there on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. We're not sure who gets the three or four cents a year that we make off those plays. Yeah. But <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I did the performance thing. I ran it as far as I could. And when it was, uh, you know, time to step away from that, I, I got right back to university, finished my degree and have been teaching ever since, which was always what I wanted to do. But I'll tell you, man, leaving college and then going back into it at like 26, 27 mm -hmm. years old, totally mm -hmm. different perspective. How, now, I wasn't how, there how to... so? Because I, I have a feeling how, but for that person <laughs> that may be at home thinking about going sure. back to college, like what, what was, what was the benefits? You know, going out of, going right out of high school, a lot of times you do it because it's the social norm. Yeah. And it's it's what you're told you're supposed to do. Doesn't mean you know that what you're going into is what you want to do. Uh, for a lot of people, it's the first time away from school or away from home, rather. So you get enamored with the life and the freedom of being able to do what you want. Nobody's calling you and saying, "Get up, you got to go to class." Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not gonna lie. You know, I did I did okay the first time around, but not as good as I should have. Yeah. So when I went back, I actually I redid my second year of classes because I wanted to. Because I knew, you know, music theory three and four were not going to be yeah. so great if I didn't have that sound foundation with one and two. So I went, I, you know, I, I went back into the basics and, and just hit the ground running, knocked it out and got into the classroom that first year. And by the end of the first year, already signed up for my master's degree, which hmm. I did out at uh, American Band College of Sam Houston State University. I yeah. think now they're accredited through Central Washington, but wonderful program. I can't say enough nice things about them. And then uh, as if that wasn't enough, I wrapped that up and I'm about 60 credits into my PhD in music education right nice. now, working through the qualifying exams and the dissertation stuff, uh, all the while still gigging here and there. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a endorsing educator artist of Phaeton Trumpets, which is a subsidiary of Effie Olds. They're uh, pretty funky looking horns, but I'll, I'll tell you what, they, they play just wonderfully. Uh, so if you're a trumpet player out there, you should you should give them a look. It's Phaeton, P-H-A-E-T-O-N, trumpet.com. Um, not a lot of people know about them, but yeah. I think more people should. Oh, man, where else? So you said a brief synopsis. You mentioned Teacher of the Year. So I was a regional, um, Region 9 in, in Michigan, which is the Metro Detroit area minus okay. Detroit. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. Detroit's big enough where they get their own they get their own region rightfully so sure. um and that was 2018 2019 so i spent that first year in that position working with 10 other educators from around the state wow. we met a few times in lansing um conference virtually quite a bit just getting to know each other and finding out that the struggles in one district mm -hmm. you know are, are really you know sh sub shortages and staffing issues and whatnot are not necessarily regional based just like i'm sure you and i could have a conversation right now you'd find the same thing exists yeah. down in florida yeah. where you are yeah. as where we are it's a national shortage right now um and then that same year i was also recognized as the district 16 msboa band director of the year for a lot of the work i did in um, van dyke public schools which is a lower socioeconomic urban district outside detroit where i spent my first six years Absolutely loved my time my time there. Big grant writing process there. I brought in about, oh, I don't know, $195,000 in grants. Hmm. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation yeah. uh, fully funded the program to bring it back to life. I still talk to those kids all the time. Those those kids will always be my my kids, yeah. um, which, you know, you get yeah. it. We, we, we go into music 
because we want to make music. We get into the classroom and it's okay. The music is really important, but it's just a vehicle for everything else, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I always, always connect with those kids as much as I can. Nowadays, uh, same thing, teaching the nine to five, loving what I do there, heavily involved with uh, MSBOA in terms of executive board responsibilities, making sure that we're providing equitable opportunities for kids across the state, consulting as much as I can, whether that's, you know, um, providing uh, professional development on grant writing for school districts in the state of Michigan. Obviously, that's something I could expand out anytime now with we're doing this through, you know, Zoom and you're in one state, I'm in another. So um, that's that's a gift I've had for a long time that I always love sharing with other people. But uh, just trying to make sure that uh, I, I take advantage of the time I'm given yeah. and make yeah. sure that the anything I can put out there for people to to make the experience better. I do because we don't know how much time we have. So, man, that is that is so true. And, um, you know, true words haven't been spoken. All we have is time. But at the same time, how much of it do we have? And and I think that it's so important that we recognize the precious gift every day. That precious present, that precious present is the precious present. It's that precious gift. And and I feel that even in, in, in your voice uh, listening to you, there's there's a peace that oftentimes will, will, will surpass uh, logic or understanding. And, you know, somebody might be listening. They're like, man, what can this guy tell me? Obviously, he's on unicorns and rainbows. Look how chill he is. Listen to him. Listen, he hasn't been through anything. But the truth of the matter is we've all weathered and faced storms. And those storms, um, if we operate this thing correctly, we find that it doesn't break us. It actually has the opportunity to develop us and strengthen us. So, so I, I want you to talk with us a little bit about that. Um, I, I, we've never talked about this, but I just know what I know. I, you know, just from talking with you, I'm like, this guy has a perspective. He gets the big picture because there are folks out here right now that are struggling so much to keep the main things, the main things and to, and to not lose their mind in the midst of all that's happening, um, you know, what has your experiences been weathering the storm and, and, and what, what does, what does that mean to you even when we say that? Man. So uh, <laughs> that is loaded and, and I like it because it's one of the conversations I have with kids all the time is that we, we only know what we know. We don't know what we don't know until we find out. Right. <laughs> and beyond that failure, is a gift because wow. we learn way more every time we do something wrong than when we do something right. So I'll start there. Um, I, 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 my struggles are by no means comparable to everyone's struggle because everyone's relevant issues are the relevant issues to them. So I'm not going to diminish anything anybody's telling me whether in, on the surface level, it seems trivial. If somebody's struggling, I don't care how minute it seems because it doesn't matter. Um, for me, I mean, finishing, finishing college was a massive struggle and not because I didn't want to, but because I was married at that point, mm -hmm. uh, going into my student teaching experience in the winter of 2012, um, we had an almost one year old. Yeah. Um, so now you're talking my wife stepping out of the workforce to raise our daughter at that point. 
and me trying to juggle the minutia of a full-fledged student teaching 40-hour work week, 40-hour in, in parentheses, because yeah. there's no such thing as a 40-hour <laughs> work week in teacher land. And on top of that, working an additional 30 hours a week for Apple um, in retail. So, I, I mean, I can tell you, I got through it and it was okay. But if you asked me to recall specific instances of that four and a half month period of my life, <laughs> yeah. I probably couldn't tell you much other than I got through it and, and it was a successful experience. Um, for me, I would say the next, the next struggle is being a band director is the best, worst job ever. <laughs> And what I mean please, by that, please is, say that again. Please say that again because that, that that is some truth, man. <laughs> I, I said being a band director is the best worst job ever, and, and what I mean is we get to make music with kids, and that's incredible. We get to share a piece of of us that is one of the most passionate things that anybody can share, and get paid for it. On the flip side the amount of work that occurs in preparing to do the teaching is insane the kids that show up in the room while they're the same faces and the same bodies every single day they are not the same yeah. kids and they do not know the same things day to day that they <laughs> knew the day before and then you got the craziness of okay guys we're gonna put on a concert in six weeks and then we're gonna do another one seven weeks later and then we're gonna do another one six weeks later and then we're gonna do another one seven or eight weeks later and then i'm gonna let you go the summer and then next year you'll come back and we'll do it all over again mm -hmm. even though you may or may not remember any of the yeah. stuff from the year prior <laughs> so it's it's taxing um so for me one of the one of the big come to jesus moments i had with myself was probably four or five years ago, I, I sat myself down and had a pep talk and said, listen, yeah. you get a new batch of kids every single year. You've got four of your own at home. You get one shot with them. Mm -hmm. So what that changed in wow. me was I've always been somebody that gets to school early, but unless I've got something very specific scheduled for me at the end of the school day, I shut down that room when the bell ends. I, I answer questions quickly as kids are shuffling out. And about 10 minutes after the end of the school day, I lock it down. I go pick up my own kids from school yeah, yeah. and I go home. If I have an evening rehearsal like jazz band or marching band or something like that, I go back for it. But that was also one of the, the things that influenced us to leave where we were living, which is um, was Ferndale, Michigan, which is about, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes from where we are now mm -hmm. and to move into the community I teach because I wanted to be able to be home for dinner. I wanted to be able to see my kids. I wanted to be able to spend time with my wife. And my daughter started fifth grade band this year. So now she's gonna be running the schedule I'm running. She's playing French horn right off the bat. And um, you know, in a matter of time, they'll all be in the program and we'll get to experience all the stuff together. But that transition of getting from 2012 to now has been all sorts of peaks and valleys along the way. Man, that's, that's so good. I mean, there's so much that, that you've shared in that, so much that, that, that I'm gonna be honest with you, um, really resonates with me um, because that, that, was, that was part of the, the impetus for, for the move that, that I made. Uh, because again, where I was at w was an amazing program. There are people even today that are like, what are you doing? Uh, well, but it was time. And I believe that, that our ability to recognize the time that we're in is an absolute game changer. You know, sometimes we can we can overstay the welcome. You know, always make the joke. I, I'm 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 
I'm a, I'm a man of, of the Jordan era. I'm not, you know, I'm not Kobe. I'm not LeBron. No disrespect. But I'm a Jordan guy. And, and as much as I enjoy Michael Jordan, there's a part of me that always thought, yeah, that last shot in Utah should have been the last shot. You know, sure. like, and I mean, my man came back, played for the Wizards, you know, dropped 55 points a couple of times. But it just wasn't the same. And I'm like, why not just... Ah, that last iconic shot, six championships with 6.6 seconds on the clock. I mean, just just stop it there. But it's that inability, and we all have it, that inability to measure the time properly and to measure ourselves in it and to see who we are in that moment and to be honest. And for me, I was so fortunate that I got good people in my corner, and I feel like I have a relatively healthy perspective to the point where I was able to say, no, we're making that move and now watch this i'm like you <laughs> now i'm i'm in a situation where it's amazing when the bell rings i'm done my son goes to school with me i'm able to make all my daughter's events now in a way i wasn't able to make it before i'm able to even travel and pour into other educators in a way that that i don't know that i would have been able to and now in the evenings i find myself with an abundance of this strange thing called time and yeah. i'm gonna be honest had I had that in my early 20s, I would not have appreciated that now. You're, you're absolutely right. I, th I think the flip side is, you know, I frequently have student teachers. And one of the things I tell them, you know, the first couple of weeks is listen to these, these words. This is if you learn nothing else this semester, if you don't learn how to, it's not about what you're doing on the podium, you'll get there. That's going to take time. Mm -hmm. You can justify spending every single waking moment of your life at work in the band room. There will always be something to do. Doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean you should. Yeah. Because you're not going to last. There's a reason why people burn out like crazy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in education in general. But there's a reason also in, you know, performing arts why we, yeah. we burn out. I mean, we, we have that, it. We, we have that, 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 that social media mindset. We, we, we have the idea that, oh, I saw this on the gram. I saw this on TikTok. This this program looks amazing, but they don't understand. Like what there were 17 filters on that picture before it was posted. It was it was 42 retakes before that that actual audio went out. And 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 we have to understand that it's important that we give ourselves the grace. Now, again, again, you know, the to that person that's listening, we have folks that are educators listening. We have folks that are outside of education. And this message, this message translates to, to just work in general. It's always important to know where you're at, at what stage of the game you're at. Now, there you may be in a season where, yeah, you know, I'm going to be honest, the 24-year-old Mickey, he probably need to stay to the band hall till nine because there was just <laughs> some stuff. I'm going to be honest. I probably wasn't paying attention to that brass methods class like I should have, right? Sure. So, so, so Mickey had to. Mickey had to go there, and he was playing. He was trying to figure out the trumpet. He was trying to stay about two or three days ahead of the sixth graders. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> that's how bad he was on it, right? Mickey didn't really have a propensity for the flute, so he had to. He had to kind of stay there a few evenings. But watch this: once you level up and once you get things, then it's time to reassess and ask yourself, okay, how am I spending this time? And most importantly, why am I spending this time? And, and 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 when we do that, it's about perspective, but it should always come back to the why. And I love what you said earlier about how music is not about music. People spend so much time looking for 
music and humanity, but they miss the humanity in the music, right? We get mm -hmm. so caught up on the music itself, we forget why it was even purpose, why it was even, why, why it even has this greater purpose. And at the end of the day, you said it so eloquently, it's a vehicle. But watch mm -hmm. this, as we're listening today, understand that whether you're a teacher or whether you're a music teacher or not, we all, we all have the ability to provide vehicles of opportunity for those that we're charged over, those we walk with. And those vehicles, if they're done well, they're gonna take us from a place of potential to a place of promise. I love that you said, what was the show, what was the show you were on? Was America's Got, wait, which which one? <laughs> America's Got Talent. America's yeah. Got Talent. I love that, I want to come back to that. I love the name of that show because it it's low key a slap in the face uh -huh. because it literally <laughs> says, you're not special. The whole stinking right. country's got talent, right? And you don't know that until you're in that line, getting ready to walk in, and you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And you look back, and it's like 5,000 people in that line with you. You're like, holy crap, America does have talent. And America mm. has potential. So that tells me potential's not really special. But few people realize the promise. You were fortunate to make it to that level where your band not only was showcased on that show, but then had opportunity to travel the world why? Because y'all took it another level. You were operating in that promise. And we have that opportunity each and every day to open up that door to our young people. So I think it's important that we look to the why of what we're doing. And sometimes the why is not the why. Sometimes the why is the who. Sometimes the why is the what. It's attached to someone or something. So, so if I could ask you, what's your why? Oof. Man, it's well, hard in these streets, man. It's hard to get up in the morning. What What is your why? What wakes you up with no alarm clock needed? No alarm clock needed. Yeah, dude, I got four <laughs> kids in my house, and some of them still don't sleep through the night. <laughs> the alarm clock is a necessity. But what gets me up is, you know, it's, it's, it's so hokey, but they say, if, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. There, there's truth to that, but, I mean, it is it is still a job. Um, I, my family is what gets me up in the morning. I want my kids to have opportunities. I want them to, if, you know, I, I was blessed. I have phenomenal parents. Um, and if I can walk away and provide my kids half of the opportunities that my parents provided me, I, I'll know, I'll feel like I've done a good job. Um, nothing else matters beyond that. That's good. You know, I, I, I got to give a guy get back to make sure that next generation can thrive because absolutely. Lord knows they're going to have to take care of my butt one day. So I know, I know. <laughs> give them a head start so they can get they can get to get to work, <laughs> get to business. You know, it, it's so interesting because as I drove home today, <laughs> as I drove home today, I couldn't help but think, um, well, number one, let, let, before I, I sound negative, the job that I have is a wonderful job. The only problem is it's different, Tom. It's different. And we're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't like different. And, and, and this job also, I'm coming from a situation where we had the ideal, quote unquote, typical award-winning band, where we had the, you know, the beginning band, the concert band, the symphonic band, and we had the, the sectionals that were scheduled each and every week and had the jazz band and percussion ensemble. And it was, boy, it was, you know, come on guys, we, we need this. We need it. We need it right. We need it tight. And, you know, and you're going to have, you're going to have fun. 
doggone it, <laughs> like the, yeah. the Griswolds. You're gonna have fun on this trip, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm in a situation. If I could explain it to my music folks out there, I'm no longer really teaching band as much as I'm teaching maybe middle school general music. You know, it's a situation where um, I only see the kids maybe once. Well, maybe I see them once a week. Uh, it it limits you to the level of intensity that you can that you can provide in there. And then at the same time, too, the level of interest is different because it's no longer elective. It's a required class. That's a different energy. So your challenge is to help foster that love. And it's different. You know, some folks like, well, I, you know, uh, it's an elective, but but we still work hard. You do. But I, I have to admit, I probably undervalued the importance of choice. And now that it's not a choice, you realize now more than ever, that's a different energy. So now I'm in a situation thinking about it today, I may never have that ban again. So what is my why? Well, the fact that my children get to experience an educational experience that is absolutely second to none. Now the ban may not be what I would consider the award-winning illustrious ban, but the school itself is an amazing school and the music experience they're getting is quite notably a good experience. It's just not what I would have wanted necessarily. So that 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 situation where now like you said before we operate as we get as we get more experience and we get farther into our journey. I think there's a level of selflessness that that not only would has the power to bring balance to life but it's that same mindset that balances a band because if you can't hear the person next to you more than you hear yourself then you're probably out of balance. And I think there's a lot to be said about the lessons that are taught, but most importantly, lessons that are caught in band. So, uh, you know, in, in your case, I, I, I feel you, 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 you got something to contribute on that, man. Yeah. So it's funny that you say, you know, it, it's different and, and it is, and that's fine. I think one of the, the biggest, I, I, won't, I don't even want to say hurdles or obstacles, but one of the biggest things that is wind band in, in, the United States is that there's so much that's heavily rooted in tradition hmm. and norms and expectations from, from just eons ago. Right. Yeah. And if you don't have this first division band and you don't have all these plaques on your walls, then, then your program is no good. And, you know, we, we chatted briefly a couple of days ago and, and started kind of, just touching the subject a bit. I found myself in in this last two year pandemic questioning what have I actually taught these kids to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, selfishly, they, they are good. They're good players. They work hard. Um, we are a first division program. My, my first year in Gross Point, all four of the groups I took to festival were first division groups, and they hadn't participated in that type of event in nearly 10 years. I'm, I'm good at what I do. They're good at playing. That doesn't necessarily mean that I have taught them to be good musicians. Mm. And that's where, you know, what you're getting into here is you have this general music experience where you can kind of, you have the freedom and the time to go wherever you want to go and wherever you think you should be able to go. You've got the freedom and the time where a kid can ask you a question and you, you lock in with that kid yeah. and you're like, yeah. 
yeah, you know what? I don't know. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. because you're not worried about exactly. six weeks out or two weeks out in a concert. Now, am I saying that I'm anti-performance, anti-concert? No. Do I love the ability to get up and perform with kids? Absolutely. Do I think that I could do it better? Yes. And I think that's probably one of the keys to me. uh, You know, the successes I've I've had is I don't rest on my laurels. I don't, I, I know people that are way smarter people than I am, way better teachers than I am. And I surround myself with those people. And so I would say that, you know, the impetus of all the stuff that I'm doing on the consulting end and and all the stuff that I'm starting to put in place within my room is all reflective teaching. It's going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that you can do this, but I don't think you know why you can do it. And I don't think you could reproduce it without me on the podium, which means I'm doing Mm -hmm. something wrong. And so now we're going back to the drawing board. I need to know that if I'm not here, you're going to be successful. And, you know, you get that experience at a festival when you do sight reading, but even the sight reading experience, you've got a director on the podium screaming directions at you the entire time in a five minute block of time doesn't mean that they know, they know how to do it. Well, I've seen two bands in my career who in the sight reading room sat down, the director said, okay, go ahead and look at the music. And they sat there silently for five minutes and then they played it perfect. Those kids know what they're doing. Those kids get it. They know, they know the process. They've got it. They were also an extremely affluent area where I would wager vast majority of the ensemble was all taking private lessons. So mm-hmm. the understanding that there's got to be some sort of a sliding scale in this stuff and saying that this is the gold standard. Well, if I'm in a, if I'm in a district teaching and they get banned twice a week, for 45 minutes and I'm going to go to a festival and play after somebody that's every day a week mm-hmm. has been playing in band since fifth grade. We don't start till seventh grade. And now we're going to be, you know, not compared to each other, but let's be real. If, if a band goes on and knocks it out of the park and we play after them, the people that are judging us don't know our story. Exactly. So then you run the risk of, okay, we got nailed and now you've got to explain to these kids who are crushed because you just told them they had the best performance that they've had in the cycle. You weren't lying. They did. Were you proud? Absolutely. At what point does. We go for experience. We take the rating, but you know, for me, I'm transparent with kids from day one. The performance doesn't define us. Mm -hmm. The rating doesn't define us. It is a, perspective of three or four individuals who have no idea who you are and have never heard you prior to well mr torrento they heard us last year yeah but it's a different group different group you're not yeah. the same you're not the same kids and you're and not the same kid you and, were last year and different judges too you know and i think what you're saying is so important that we equip our students with a level of perspective and understanding about what the process is too and how they fit into the process that is not cookie cutter that is not one size fits all you know um you know the recently they had the national championship and and um at the time of this recording the alabama had fallen so to speak to georgia georgia became the the perennial champions and i and i saw something i i, I just saw a clip of it i didn't even see the full audio and video but i saw the clip of nick saban and he had two gentlemen, two young men next to him. And one was the the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And the other one was a you know perennial All-American. 
and these young men look dejected. Obviously, they had just lost, but a lot of their disappointment became came as a result of from the time they walked off the field to when they got to the press room, they had already been inundated with all these naysayers and negativity to the point where you have a reigning Heisman Trophy winner who thinks that he's not enough. And Nick Saban took a second, and I'm paraphrasing, I didn't know exactly what he said, but he said, basically, the performance of this in this one game does not define the totality of who these young men are. And I thought, what a classy move. You know, people may have a lot of thoughts about him as an individual, but I've, I've never wondered if he had the heart of his students. I've never questioned sure. that. I always feel as though he really cares about these young men. I just think he, he's, he really likes to win. And and if you can balance too, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I know for us, Tom, you know, when, when we were getting ready for festival, uh, we weren't very good. We were getting ready for contests and sight reading. And, and, and true story, we're getting ready. And I had literally exhausted everything I knew. I'm a young teacher. I might've been in my third year, maybe. Third, maybe. And, and I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, was, I, I realized I had nothing more in the tank. I, I had exhausted all the intellect and, and musical ability I had. So I, I made a decision. I said, I'm going to call my college band director. I'm going to call Dr. Lemke. Doc, if you're listening, big shout out to you. Doc, I don't even know if Doc remembers this, but I called Doc in and uh, I asked him if he worked with the group. And Dr. Lemke is a very serious looking gentleman. He's, uh, I want to say, Wisconsin. He's, he's got this, he's Germanic in his uh, ancestry, and he just has a, a very stern and powerful disposition about him. Wonderful gentleman, but if you meet him for the first time, he's about six foot four, so he can be kind of imposing if you're a sixth grader or seventh grader, I would imagine, right? Right? So here he is, he's standing on the podium, he's looking very serious, and he goes and he conducts the first note. Now, before I tell you the next part, I need you to understand that in the back of the band hall, I have four big letters. B-A-N-D. The B, right at the bottom of the poster, because it's a huge poster, it says, be your best. A, it says, aim for success. N, it says, never settle for less than your best. And D, it says, demand excellence, right? True story. Doc conducts the first note. It is horrible, but that's not the worst part. The worst part is in the back of the band hall on that wall, the end fell down. So now, for those folks that may be visually limited in their imagination, not only did it sound bad, but in huge stinking letters, it says B-A-D. Bruh, Tom, I was so embarrassed. I could have went under the floor, you know, because it took a lot of it took a lot of bravery to call in for help. You know what I mean? You had to put pride aside on that one. So, yeah, you know, you, but what you just nailed there is so important. It's another lesson that I tell to any teacher out there, regardless of content area, is the, the stigma of being scared yeah. to bring people into your program from day one. That, and maybe that's partially something that I did right off the bat because I was, we'll use quotes, older and wiser yeah, at 27 yeah. entering for the first time. I had nothing to prove and nothing to lose. Mm. Uh, so I, I've had a mentor. Um, her name is Karen Burkett. Um, and I'm sure that once I tell her that, you know, I was on here and it's, big shout it's out, out there to Karen. World, big shout out. We know you listen. That's right. <laughs> she, um, She's been wonderful. I still talk to her. I've been teaching for 10 years now, and she's my go-to. She retired the year before I started teaching. She was never my teacher, but she was neighboring district. And um, I knew that she was less than a mile from the school I taught in. And I brought her in multiple times a year 
from That's my good. first year teaching. And, and if you're a director out there or you're a teacher out there, do not put, put your pride aside. Mm -hmm. There are every, every state in the country has, you know, an organization for me, it's Michigan schools band and orchestra association. We have a list of emeritus members, people that have retired that would probably jump yeah. at the opportunity to get on a podium and work with your kids, not to tell you what you're doing wrong. Albeit, I'll tell you, I always tell my kids when, when somebody's coming in, I'm giving them full reign to come mm -hmm. after me. If I'm doing something wrong, I want to hear it. And I'm not going to have them pull me to the side because I'm learning just like you. And my job is to come here and get better every day at what I do, just like it's your job to come here every day and get better at what you do so we can all be better together. Yeah. That level of transparency, that's that's so that's so important that kids understand that we are just humanity on display. Um, you know, yeah. I, I mean, they, they have to know that we're all, you know, I hate to sound high school musical, but we're all in this together. Right. I can I can hear yeah. the song right there, but it's true. I can too. You know, it, it's so it's so funny because it, hearing you say that reminded me another element of that story. Um, we ended up that year getting a, 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 a two rating a division two rating, which was the first one they had had in like years. And we got a division one in sight rating. So it was, a, it was a win. It was a success. And I realized quickly, well, if it worked before, let's do it again. So I started calling doc to come in more and he came Absolutely. back in the next year. Look, Tom, you don't think I'm joking. He's on the podium again. He's conducting. He gets to the end of a song at this point into the piece. He cuts it off. The end falls down again, like no joke. So then I didn't even think about this until now. And then watch this. We moved band hall facilities. I gorilla glued taped it up there just as a joke. Like, you know, like, ha ha. <laughs> he doesn't come this year. I'm conducting. I'm working with him. The end fell down before we went to festival. No other letter has fallen. So at this point, I'm kind of looking at it, looking at it. I'm like, wow, there's something to this. And maybe I'm being too deep and philosophical. Maybe I'm always being too. You know, Longfellow, you know, my my feathery pen and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I'm looking at it and it hit me on that particular instance. I had won an award and it was pretty notable or I'd, I'd been a finalist for it. And my my uh, the administrator principal at my school went out. <laughs> she bought a banner. She bought like a four and a half foot banner with my picture on it. And, and the honor and I'm and like when she brought it in, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Y'all gonna put that in the front office. She says, no, you're going to keep it in your band hall. And I'm like, <laughs> but I know what I look like. Like this feels this is a bit much. OK, so Tom, I, I hear you. like This is good. You with me. You like me with this. This feels a bit much. Right. Yeah. So uh, but anyway, you know, she was the boss. So she said I had to keep it in the band hall. It was one one. It wasn't one of those mountains I want to die on. So I put it sure. up. Big picture of me right in the band hall. And uh, the the irony that that there's this picture of me saying basically winner, and then right next to it it says bad, right? And it hit me in that moment like I could literally be the best, and I want somebody to hear this because I think sometimes we all struggle with the imposter syndrome, or we struggle with oh they've said this about me, I have to deliver. <laughs> Look, excuse my language, you ain't got to do anything. I know that's my wife's a literacy teacher. She she she'd be appalled at my 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 vernacular right there and my 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 grammar but you ain't got to be anything but yourself and it, it realized in that moment that i literally can help you be your best as a teacher i can help you aim for success i can even demand excellence but there was one thing 
that I couldn't do in all those years teaching. And coincidentally, that was the letter that kept falling down. And it was in, never settle for less than your best. Yeah, That's the one thing none of us can do. And I'm be honest, that's something I'm kind of grappling with now because the dynamic and the culture of where I'm at now is is dramatically different. And I have to I have to look at the fact, okay, or have they improved? Are, sure. are they a better version of themselves today? Even if it doesn't come up on the on the scorecard, if it doesn't come up on the adjudication sheet, are they better? And watch this, going back to what you said earlier, because you brought so much wealth and knowledge today, man, uh, about particularly the experience called contest and sight reading and how one moment doesn't define us. It got to the point where <laughs> after we would finish performing, Oh, by the way, we made it a, tra a tradition. We would just always take the end down. Before we went <laughs> Why not at that point? We right? started taking it down, right? And it got to the point that when we would come back from festival, no matter what we would do, and more times than not, we always got a, a division one, but they didn't really care about that as much as when we came back to the band hall, I went in the utility closet. I grabbed that ladder. I propped it up against the the, the cubbies, the, the instrument storage units. And I began to climb, mount and climb that ladder because I was making that ascension to then grab that in. And when I put that in smack dab and put it on the wall, there were cheers like we had just won the Super Bowl. And that's a moment I'll never forget. I don't even know if that could be duplicated or created because it was so organic. And sure. there's so many wonderful opportunities and blessings and moments that we get to experience that many times we don't see because we see it as something small. I could have gotten aggravated that the end fell down, but that was actually one of the greatest testaments to our band program sure. because it opened up an opportunity for our children to see the significance in the moment and what it actually meant, that this see, was a I validation thought, that you're being better. <laughs> I thought you were climbing up there to put up that winner poster of yourself. <laughs> that you was next year. That, no. <laughs> For me, see, I, I don't want the poster. I want a like a cardboard cutout of myself or something. I could just stage up there on the podium. Well, well, the young man that took over after me, he was my he was a uh, 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 he was a student teacher there under me for many years, and then the assistant. Now he's taken over. That was the first order of business was to take down this four and a half foot poster of of, of, of Mickey Smith, and I and I celebrated. I said, "Man, I'm like Reagan back in the '80s. Take that, break, break tear down that wall, bring down that poster, man." And uh, but you know, it's 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 so wonderful when we think back. If we really just take time to reflect, there's so much beauty even in the midst of everything that's happening right now. I I, I just challenge everybody that's listening to do to do uh, uh what do they call those uh, uh not an inventory but what the uh, audit that's what you that's what you don't want but in this case it could be a good thing go back and do the audit and and ask yourself you know what's good what's good or dare i say what's sound and uh tom that's where we're at right now you know i i i, I we're going to transition and, and i'm having a hard time with it because today th this has been so good i i don't want to move off of it because you brought so much to the table, but we have a tradition here and I, I'm not one to break tradition. Again, I'm the guy with the end, right? So I don't want to break tradition. On this show, we put all of our guests on the hot seat. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you today uh, to do what we call the sound check. So are you up for the challenge? Are you up for it? Let's bring it on, man. Bring it on, bring it on. I, I knew he'd say it. I knew it. Here we go. So look, guys, on the other side of the sound check, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. All right, we are back. See, I told you, I told you, see the sound. I told you this guy right here, Tom, man, just, just bringing uh, a value, bringing a value perspective to what we're doing and helping us to see that it's not all wrapped up in the trophy. It's not all wrapped up in the prestige and all the, and those things are great. But, but today, Tom, you showed us, you reminded us, you reminded so many of us and maybe showed some of our newer teachers that there, there's, there's more to this thing than what meets the eye. You brought another element of what it means to see the sound. And, and that's, that's where we're at right now. We're doing the sound check. Now, full transparency, you know, every day I wake up, I am, um, how can I say this? I'm not perfect. Huh, shocker, right? <laughs> I don't think any of us are. And, but there are folks that are like, Mickey, how do you maintain that level of enthusiasm? How do you how do you operate with with whatever level of integrity that folks may think or see or see or value? How do you how do you do that? Well, I'm going to be honest, just like you, Tom, you know, I got family. I got spouse. I have the children. I got the mortgage, you know, got, you know, got parents that we're caring for. We got all these different things. But how do you make sure that you're 100, so to speak, for those that matter most in all areas? I think it comes a result of being intentional. Uh, operating in a level of and perspective of gratitude. And that's what we're talking about today. So I do a sound check. And today I'm going to challenge you to do the sound check as well for us. So uh, for those that may not know, sound, just like we said before, is an acronym. It's, it's not the audible that we're talking about. It's not the thing you necessarily perform. But in this case, it's almost like a little grid that I use, Dom. So every day I wake up, I actually write down how I'm going to enact these qualities in the course of my day. So today I'm going to challenge you to share with us what these phrases that I'm going to share with you mean. Uh, and I know you can do it because you are quite a resourceful person. Like <laughs> even in this moment, I, I totally see and recognize your level of resourcefulness and your ability to see the opportunity. So uh, we're going to see if you can see the sound. You up for the challenge? I'm just making sure. Let's do it. All right, here we go. S-O-U-N-D. When I share the phrase with you, I want you rapid fire, rapid fire. I want something tweetable, Snapchatable, Instagramable, something short, quick, that, 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 that defines what this means to you. So here we go. S stands for see yourself beyond yourself. When you hear that phrase, see yourself beyond yourself, what comes to your mind? See yourself beyond yourself? That's it. See yourself beyond yourself. Accessible. Mm, that's good. Wow. <laughs> look, you took and see, look, I'm telling y'all, Tom is a game changer. I told my man, give me something tweetable, Snapchatable. He was like, hashtag, hey, accessible. That is so powerful because a lot of times, you know, we are so consumed in ourselves that we can't meet the needs of others and that we can't be that individual. We can't be the sound for that person. But that ability to be accessible simply starts with your perspective and seeing that there's something in this life more than yourself. That's huge. That's huge. You are literally the only person that has ever said that. That is awesome, man. I love it. Okay, <laughs> you have piqued my interest. Here we go, here we go. One for one. Oh, we just said see yourself beyond yourself. O stands for 
operate in optimism and excellence daily. Operate in optimism and excellence daily. When you hear that phrase, what what resonates with you? What does that mean to operate in optimism and excellence daily? Say that one more time for me. Operate in optimism and excellence daily. Uh, man. Be your authentic self. That's good. That's good. Authenticity, you know, it, man. That's, 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 that's so good. Um, I, I was talking with a guy who's, who's um, I guess you call it artist development. Like we were just chatting at this conference and that's what he does. Like, you know, they kind of got away from it now. Now the record labels want you to kind of already have your little TikTok following all that. But back in the day, they would develop the artist. And and he talked about something that was so important that, yes, it was his role to bring certain elements to the table. But he never wanted to create something that was totally outside of who the person was because that individual would be unable to maintain the facade. They wouldn't be able to be the most magnanimous person that they could be or that that larger than life figure because they would be living a lie. And at some point it would break. So I love what you're saying, that being optimistic to operating in optimism and excellence is not necessarily putting a smile on your face. It's not necessarily giggling and laughing at what everybody says and being the life of the party. It's simply finding and defining who you are and then making a point to be the best version of yourself each and every day and that's being authentic mm-hmm. once again never had anybody translate that into authenticity before so this is good i'm be honest bro you setting the bar high like you okay. you i'm not just saying that you got my interest <laughs> peaked it's like i'm curious like what are you gonna say next so here hey, we, we go got three more so i'm wondering <laughs> what they'll say next too man we've batting a thousand we've batting a thousand okay. so All here right. we go we got see yourself beyond yourself we got operating optimism and excellence The next one is utilize all available resources. If I challenged you to think about what it means to utilize all available resources, what would that mean to you? What say you utilize all available resources? I like this one. So I don't know that I can boil it down to hashtagable. Yeah. But but for me, I would say ask a question, don't speak, hear the answer. Not listen, hear. That's good. I I don't even want to talk right now. If you hear the hesitation, I'm like, yeah. You know, it it is so important because there's a difference between hearing and listening. And, 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 And for those that may not, follow that. Uh, I think we can all remember growing up as kids, uh, whether it was me, or grandma or mom or somebody, they may say something like, you know, my grandmother, she had a purse, but she called it the pocketbook because she was old school, born 1910. I don't know. I lost some folks on that one. They're like, what's a pocketbook, aka the purse. And grandma would say grandmother because she wasn't even a grandma. She was like grandmother. She was very stern. She said, uh, go in the kitchen and go get my pocketbook. Go get my purse. And of course, nine-year-old, eight-year-old me or whatever, I go in the kitchen. You think I found the purse, Tom? Nah. 
So I come back and I'll never forget. She'd always tell me something to the effect of, boy, if I get up and if I go in, <laughs> okay, you got me. If I go in that kitchen and I see that purse, it, basically it's going to be me and you. And it wasn't going to be a good thing. No, grandmother, it's not in there. What do you think happens, Tom? What do you think happens? There it is. She walks right in there and it's right. And I'm like, but right I, where she told you. But I looked, but I didn't see. Right. Yeah. And so many times we're so preoccupied. Maybe I was playing the Nintendo old school, had to blow in the cartridge. I'm just That's saying. Right. Maybe I'm so I'm so I'm so fixated on getting back to my cartoon that that even though I'm looking, I'm not seeing. And, and I think what you're what you share with us so eloquently is the fact that <laughs> we can be in such a hurry to answer that we never get the answer. We such a hurry to hear that we don't listen. And I've been guilty of it. Um, no, we all are. We all are. We all are. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you made me kind of gun shy. I was like, should I even talk? Like, like, let's let this bad boy marinate. This is good. This is good. All right. All right. So, oh, my goodness. This is great. This is great. Tom, I have a confession to make. There's really only one more letter. Now, look, that's not because I'm from Louisiana and there's some deficiency in my ability to read and write. Okay. I need no Louisiana jokes, listeners. Okay. It's a great state. Just saying. Has nothing to do with that. But there's a reason. There's a rhyme and reason to that. So I'm going to give you one more. We've okay. said see yourself beyond yourself. We said operate in optimism and excellence. We said utilize all available resources. And uh, and I'm honestly, you've you've answered them masterfully. I mean, like low-key, Serena Williams, you just just hitting the tennis ball back. <laughs> so 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 the last one, the last one to, for today is gonna be in nourish relationships when i say nourish relationships come on what does that what does that what does that do to you being a a music educator what got me into the profession well we'll go we'll go full back i wanted to play the trumpet i joined band I liked playing instrument. I liked playing an instrument. I liked making music. I liked the community I was in. The community I was in is what kept me through. I decided to go into them into music because I wanted to build that community wherever I am. And you know as well as I do, people join the class to make the music. They stick in the class because of who's in it and who's mm -hmm. teaching it, right? So nourishing relationships, that's there's nothing more important in life. Yeah. We, we surround ourselves <laughs> with people. We're social by nature. It's the way we're created. It doesn't mean some people are, aren't introverted. I, my wife is introverted and, and we make it work. Mm -hmm. I am not so introverted. Um, so let, let's, let's try and let's try and boil this down. Give me the phrase again. Nourish relationships. And I think you, I think you, you, you said it. You said something to the effect of, almost. And I'm, 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 I'm so going to butcher this, but it's everything. I was going to say it. It's what gives life meaning. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, and you're right. I mean, contrary to maybe popular opinion, I'm a recovering introvert. God bless <laughs> social media. It's kind of giving me my safe zone to operate in, but. Left to my own device, I would I would be a hermit. Uh, you know, they be you know I, 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 that's that's where I draw my strength. But watch this: when COVID hit, 
I think even I was reminded, ooh, <laughs> I need some people. Like That's even right. even even the introvert, even the turtles needs to come out of his shell. Like every once in a while, this is this is essential. It's not it's not optional. It's not elective. It's part of being what it means to be human. And I think that that's so important that we remember that. I, I I think there's also such an irony that that even as we speak to educators today, particularly for our music people, that it's important that we double down on that concept of nourishing relationships because. You know, band directing, uh, as Dr. Tim Lotzenhauser says, is, is the last great bastion of dictatorship, right? Right? Like it's the one place where it's like, I am, I'm the captain now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as we've said and mentioned through this entire podcast, I think we owe so much of our success to those relationships, those mentorships, those assistantships that have come along the way that's helped us sail the ship from that place of potential, like you said earlier, to promise. So so in this case, I think it's important that we don't abandon what makes band so good. Band in and of itself is ensemble. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the key to our success in the future is us operating in an ensemble, understanding that life is better when we band together. And you can't even say the word band without the word and. It doesn't work. It's not a solo. And if we want to see this thing succeed and grow, and mature into its next phase and, and, and be a viable source of support and identity awareness and enjoyment and every other thing that it can be. I think it comes at the hands of us holding hands and walking side by side and, and doing this thing together. Because again, it only works when we work it together. So yeah. um, nourishing relationships. I've never had anybody camp out on that like that. That's, that's, that's good. So you heard it here, okay? Go check your relationships, okay? All right, even with the other teachers that may not teach what you teach, even with the other folks that may not talk like you talk or may not have the affiliations you have or the perspectives you have, we all need one another. That's the only way this works. That's the only way we get not this thing alive is together. So I said it before, that was actually your last one because the last letter is not actually anything that we uh, that I do each and every day, it's the result of those four things. And if I operate in those four things and I operated them in the well, then it puts me in a position to don't stop, keep on going. And the sound is what fuels us. Our sound is our purpose. And that purpose, along with the passion that ignites it, helps drive our vehicle to that place uh, that it needs to be and that we hope it can be. So. Look, I, I, I don't want to get out of here without without you sharing uh, what you're passionate about and what you're finding another level of purpose in. Obviously, a phenomenal teacher, you know, the, the resume speaks for itself and, 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 and you have the accolades and the experience. But what I love most is now you're taking those lessons and you're helping other people win in this season. And if you could just take a moment and share with us um, what, what's available, what, what you're doing in this season to be, uh, to be a blessing to others. And uh, we definitely would appreciate to hear more about it. For sure. So <clears throat> as I said earlier, uh, you know, the, the one major benefit of the pandemic was it allowed our profession to, to take a breath and have some pause, which doesn't customarily exist in a traditional concert season. You know, you come in with extravagant ideas of all these things that you're going to teach over the course of the year. And then you're in that first concert and then it's done and you're like, okay, 
I'm going to teach, but wait, there's another concert in six weeks. Here's the new rep. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to teach. Great. Here's concert festival. Oh no. Oh no. Here's the spring concert. Great. They're leaving for the summer. Did I do what I was said I was going to do? I, I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll find out next year. And then the cycle repeats itself. So I, I started with the most basic premise of if I could pick one content area that exists within music that I thought would garner the most reward for everyone, what would it be? And I came down to rhythm because at the end of the day, if you play the right note in the wrong place, it's not the yeah. right note. So I uh, uh, started putting together all the exercises and formulating, formulating like the actual process that I was going to use. What started out as a couple of worksheets eventually turned into 20 pages. Now it, you know, okay, but we're missing this, this, and this. And at the end of the day, um, the product is done. I just self-published through my LLC, which is Tom Torrento Music LLC uh, website, ttorentomusic.com. The book is called Rhythm Master. Um, ironically enough, um, earlier today, somebody posted that there is already a curriculum called Rhythm Master that I had never heard of. And it's it's quite old and it's yeah. it's apparently one of the standards. And that's great. I am not affiliated um, there. They have a series of books that probably cover more than I ever will. And you should check them out. But you should also check mine out because in education, the, the one process that you have doesn't work for every student Absolutely. in the room. So it's, it's good to have lots of tricks in the bag. Um, the process I use, the method is a four step process, which is tap it. And, and that tap it is, you know, your foot hitting quarter notes, but I want people to feel the rhythm. And so what I mean by that is I literally have them put their hand across their chest. They're tapping the quarter note in their foot and they're, and they're hitting that rhythm on their, on their chest, whatever's on the page. So they, they're also developing that independency right from day one of your foot can move different from your hands different from your air, different from your tongue, that independence is really important. So if you start that with quarter notes where it's matching, great. Step two is to say it. So they keep that foot going and now they're saying they're using the counting system, which I have the one I use in the book, but directors obviously have the freedom to to Mm -hmm. take and use what they wanna use. If you've got something you like, by all means. Uh, Step three is clap it. So still the quarter note going in the foot, now you get your hands involved. And step four is put the instrument on your face, play it. Maybe on a unison note, maybe you want to work it up and down a scale. You've got the freedom to do what you want. But this book is about 60 some pages. It tackles everything, introducing everything from quarter notes to syncopation to various 16th, eighth note combinations to cut time in six, eight to advanced syncopations and even touches on mixed compound meter. Um, And it's not meant to be a, okay, you've got a year to get through the book. Personally, I'm going to use it with I'm going to continue to use the resources with my kids six through 12th grade, because maybe we're playing a piece of music and we're struggling with the rhythm. And now I can say, okay, turn to your rhythm section, go to page 28. We're going to go back to this because you know, the other line I use with my kids all the time is you made a mistake. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, what chair are you sitting in the Detroit symphony orchestra right now? And they're like, I'm not, I'm like, exactly. That's why you're making mistakes. It's okay. Yeah. But it's not okay to keep making them. So how are we going to make it better? Right? So, I, um, I, I printed some of the books just to make sure that I like the way they look. They, I'm selling it a few different ways. Um, the easiest method for people truly these days is a virtual digital PDF license. 
Um, so I'm selling a, an individual book for 20 bucks. So if somebody's looking to use it in like a private lesson studio or something like that, they buy the book, they've got the liberty to do with it what they will with their individual studio. Then I took it a step further and said, okay, I teach in my own building. I want to have access to it for all of my students within my building. Great. $100 one-time cost. You got it. You can reproduce it forever. I don't care as long as it stays within that building. If you go on to a different building or a different school, buy it again because it's the right thing to do in terms of copyright. Leave it for the director that takes over because that might be a resource they don't know. Last but not least, let's say you're in a massive school district. Let's say, let's get crazy here. Maybe we want elementary kids to start learning rhythm. Why wouldn't we, yeah. right? Can you imagine what bands across the United States would be like if when they picked up an instrument, all they had to worry about learning was tone and you know technique, mm -hmm. and they already knew how to count? Good Lord, it'd be amazing, right? So let's, let's go a step further. For $500, you can put it in every single kid's hands in an entire school district, which depending on the size of your district, that equates to like pennies per kid. Absolutely. Um, and that's one-time cost. So pennies per kid one year compounded over, you know, 10 years, you've not paid anything. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to get a little crazy here, Mickey, anybody that reaches out here in the next, you know, indefinite amount of time, once this is live and out there and mentions that they're getting a hold of me because they found it through this podcast, I'm going to knock 20% off the cost of the book right off Fantastic. the bat Fantastic. because I'm not out to make millions. I believe you said this. I'm, I'm out to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a good step. I will also say I started the second project today. There will be a sequel sometime All in right, 2022. It's going to be called Tone Master. So once we learn yeah. to count, now we're going to learn right tone. Um, I'm not looking to overthrow the method book organizations in the world. I think there's a place for everything. But I also would say, and I think most of the method book companies would agree with me, that you need supplemental materials. Absolutely. Because those aren't 500 pages. You know, we're not handing every kid an Arben's book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's exactly. thicker, than the, thicker than the Bible to go through here. <laughs> we're giving them a, you know, a 20 to 50 page book to work through stuff to get some skill set. The more tricks you have in your, up your sleeve, the, the more successful your kids are going to have. So I, I hope you'll reach out and check it out. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Um, it. It is a passion project. I want my kids to be successful. And at least if I'm putting something in front of them that I wrote, I know I believe in, I know I believe in what I'm giving them and I know how to navigate it. Um, and at the end of the day, I just reach out even if you're not interested. Reach out and tell me why you're not. I'd love to connect with people and, and find out what you're using because there's probably stuff you've got that I don't even know exists. Um, if you're someone out there that, that finds your way onto this podcast and, and is drawn in and you've got products of yourself, let's network. Let's, let's, you know, let's put together out there because we're stronger as a team. Definitely. We're stronger as a community. And, and I'd love for teachers to know that you don't have to go at it on your own. That's it, so that's, that's, that's how, that's, that's me in that's a nutshell. What I, that's what I saw with it. Uh, that's why I reached out. I love the, the spirit and the energy it was done with. And it speaks volumes. It's amazing. Like, like I had not heard of you before, just to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, our paths hadn't crossed. But when I saw the content and the level of quality that you put into it and the way that it was thought out and, and just a few other little things I saw on your social media sites, I said, this guy, this guy's in it for the right reasons. And um, I definitely, I definitely 100 percent 
you know, encourage anybody who's listening and interested in the sound of my voice uh, to, to reach out and find out more for yourself. Um, at the end of the day, what I love about this, it, 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 it provides what I call a GPS. You know, it's, it's a lot of folks are out there. You don't want to be out here playing street ball. You, you want, you want, you want to make sure you're running, running good plays. And when you see great band programs, there's not, there's not a great program that hasn't operated with some of these supplemental type materials. Mm -hmm. And they provide a guideline, a procedure and a system that the kids can run with, that the kids can can elevate with and, and the only way you can elevate is to to automate and to some extent delegate and that's what these mm -hmm. supplements does it allows the kids to have something resources tools in their hands that they can make their own and they can they can elevate they can operate it outside of the sphere of the bastion director you know that that's that's waving the baton you want them the to, be able to have on something the stage they can yeah the sage on the stage there you go you know and like you said it's, this is a great resource for for private lessons, for private study, for practice. It's just an extension of the work that you do and the method that you're using. So um, I love everything that you're saying. I love everything that you're about, most importantly. And uh, it has absolutely been an honor to be connected with you. But I definitely, before we get out of here, uh, share with us how we can stay connected with you. Once yeah. again, I know you told us the website. Tell us one more time how we can stay sure. connected with you. I'm going to give you a couple of things. So, um, um... I have been told by my wife that I'm I'm too old school, so I need to I need to up my game here. Hey. Um, so I've I've started working on this uh, this whole Instagram thing. Okay. So we're gonna throw that out there first. Uh, my Instagram is Tom Torrento Music LLC, all one word, right? My website is ttorentomusic.com. and if you look if you look me up on Facebook too, Tom Torrento Music LLC has its own page out there. Well, let's definitely stay connected. Um, and I look forward to many, many conversations with you over the years. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to have me on. And, and I'm certain our paths will cross Absolutely. multiple times. Absolutely. I'm feeling the energy, Mickey. I'm feeling it. Indeed. And look, to all of our listeners out there, I know you felt the energy. Thank you again, Tom. Thank you to our listeners. This has been time well spent. And um, as we said before, everybody that listens isn't necessarily a teacher but everybody that listens has the capacity to be an educator because an yeah. educator is simply somebody who adds value and uh, we all have that ability and hopefully uh, we take advantage of those opportunities each and every day because this thing called life as crazy as it is it's just a class and the world that we live in is simply our classroom so do me a favor no matter where you may be and how you may be make your classroom sound make your teaching epic, and I promise you, your legacy will be significant. Until next time, keep on going. Your sound will change the world if you do just that. MickeySmithJr.com. See the sound. Can you hear the sound, heartbeat, of that motherless child? As we search for love, we all need a warmth of a smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear, child, you belong. So let our words of love flow freely, like a river strong. And let us need the sound to change the world. Let us be the sound. 
Change the world. 